It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, what's happening, everybody? We are getting ready for what should be an entertaining game tonight between your San Jose Sharks and Montreal. And obviously, the big news in the last couple of days has been the trade of Timo Meyer to New Jersey. So what we are going to do is get into some sound from General Manager Mike Greer, Head Coach David Quinn, Logan Couture, a little from Eric Carlson, uh, about what's uh, really been going on over the last couple of days, their reactions, all the thoughts they have going forward. So I thought that would be the best place to go with today. Now, obviously, it's unfortunate to lose a player of Timo Meyer's caliber, but I understand why general manager Mike Greer felt he had to make the move. And I'll start with him being asked about uh, the motivations. You know, first of all, I'll just I'll just kind of start off saying that it's 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 never never easy or never never feels great. The great trade to have to trade someone like Timo, as talented as he is and as good a player as he is. Um, but you know, I think there's there's some realities realities at at place here with the salary cap and the salary structure of our group. Um, I think you guys can kind of see. Um, how great a year he was having, how great a year Eric's having, and you know where we still are um, results-wise in the standing. So, you know, to pay him uh, the money he's looking for um, and wanted would it just didn't seem quite to make sense and to line up where where we are um, kind of headed as uh, as a franchise and and where we're at. You know, we if we you know we don't want to just keep spinning our wheels here. We're going to try and move this thing forward and. You know, it's like I said, it's unfortunate that we, we had to move on from someone like Timo and we wish him all the best and and uh, thank him for everything he's done for the organization and, and the city. But, um, you know, this is something that kind of pushes our group, our group forward. And Greer was asked about the process of making what obviously looks like a complicated deal. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been going on for quite a while, um, to be honest, and um, some back and forth. And, you know, I just think that's that's kind of the way things go this time of year. Um, you know, he's, he's been interested in him for a while and let me, and kind of let us know that. And, um, so we've had talks going on for a bit and I think things kind of started to pick up more and more as guys got taken off the market, um, and things that way, but it's kind of, it's just kind of, we've just kind of been working, working at it for, and hammering away at it. And, you know, you know, I got to give thanks to Tom, you know, he was, you know, I know it's not a, it wasn't an easy, easy deal on either side, but, you know, he was, he was good to work with and, and uh, we just kind of pushed it through, but it was kind of, you know, a lot of, a lot of back and forth over the last, especially over the last probably 10 days or so. This is an important one. The timeline, where does this now put the sharks? Well, I think this, this speeds, this speeds up the process. You know, there were some scenarios out there where, you know, I could have just taken, gotten all prospect, uh, sorry, all picks back and things like that. And, uh, 
but we think that the players we got back are are pretty are moving far along enough on the development path that they'll be able to help us soon and then obviously the picks along with you know our own our own picks it's something where i think this this really helps kind of speed things up a bit you know you know it's not easy like i said earlier it's not easy to 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 part with someone like timo but the assets that we've got in this deal really think uh you know kind of push things forward a little bit for us time-wise and then this was a big one are the sharks in a rebuild no i, I mean I, I still don't think it's a, a full-on it's not a full-on rebuild yes we're we're uh you know we're trying to you know people want to always kind of put a label on it like we kind of said at the at the press conference whatever our word you want to like, use but you know we're trying to we're trying to flip this thing kind of as quickly as i can but also making sure um we get the right right people in and the right and make the right moves here and not not rush it as you as you kind of can see with you know what we've done with you know our young players down and down with the barracuda so i think it's kind of a a step-by-step plan it's that's uh you know it's a retool rebuild i mean I don't know, you guys, you guys, I'll leave that to you guys to put whatever word you want on it. And yes, we, we took away a good player from, from our roster. But like I, I said, he was having a phenomenal year. Eric's having a phenomenal year and we, we are where we are. So um, we don't want to just keep spinning our wheels. We want to get this thing to the point where we're competing for championships. And this was, um, you know, a kind of step in the right direction to, to kind of get us a little bit younger, um, replenish the pipeline and, uh, you know, give us a little bit of flexibility as well. And he seemed to imply that there is a little bit of a semantic argument going on with what we are calling what the San Jose Sharks are doing right now. Um, I don't think it's quite on par with what we've seen with other teams, but at the same time, I do think there is a there is a lot of change happening. I'll put it that way. You can call it a rebuild, a reset, a restructuring, whatever you want to label it with. It is just implying that things are changing. And I don't think the changes are done either. I think that's something that people need to pay attention to. Like maybe Eric Carlson doesn't get traded today per se, but I do think we're looking at a situation where we are seeing changes where more is going to happen. And I think that you have to do that to move this team forward. And the expression that Mike Greer used a couple of times was spinning the wheels. And he's right. It's like you have Timo Meyer or had him up until Sunday night. You have Eric Carlson. They're having incredible years, but it's not helping you win. Previously, you also had Brent Burns, and that wasn't helping you win either. And yes, the Sharks were a little bit better last year and in the year before, but still the result is the same. You're either a contender or you are not. And maybe some of these young players are ready to take that next step soon. Maybe they feel they can bring in other guys from around the league who will help the Shark take those next steps forward. But whatever their reasoning is right now, it feels like the base isn't there to go around and build of build off of, I should say, right now. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I think that Greer was very upfront in the opening press conference in saying that, you know, last July they might have to stay, take a step back in order to take a step forward, which is a very valid take. Because ultimately, we want the Sharks to be contending again, right? We want them to be in the mix, to be one of the better teams in the NHL. 
so that sooner rather than later they can be one of the teams acquiring at the deadline. But the fact of the matter is, is they are in a position due to salary cap restraints that they are not able to make these moves and they have an aging core of players that aren't, you know, Timo Meyer. And I guess Tomas Hurdle is still a little bit younger and it does make you wonder why they made the move to acquire Tomas Hurdle last year, but that was under a different management group. And listen, having talent is never a bad thing. And Tomas Hurdle's game, even though he has been having not a great run since the new year, I, I don't think that that's something that's going to end. I think that a player of his caliber doesn't fall off a cliff like that. I think that eventually he will get going again. And I also acknowledge the fact that he's had a lot going on, but I think that the Sharks do have pieces that you can build around, but they also have things that are at the same time, maybe potentially holding them back. So for the time being, they are making moves. They are trying to position themselves for a future. And sometimes there is the actual result of addition by subtraction and that you raise the floor of the team while taking away one of your best talents. I know that's not everyone's favorite thing to see, but it is something that does make a difference across sports. We've seen this before where you get rid of one maybe high caliber piece and it turns into something better overall. It doesn't mean you have to love it right now. Like I totally understand why fans are upset, why people don't understand the move and why they think it's not a great deal. Like, yeah, we don't know. This is a move for the future. It's not a move for the here and now. It doesn't immediately make the Sharks a better team, but there are trade picks, there are prospects, and there are established NHL players coming in. And so I think that's part of why you have to give this a long-term outlook as opposed to just saying, what does this do for me in the here and now? Another part of the timeline question, although he wouldn't put a number on it specifically, he was asked when they expect to be back in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all hard to say. I don't want to. I don't want to put a number number on it, and then you know, doesn't work out, and then you know, comes all that stuff comes back, and you said this, we should be this, but then I just think we're gonna, you know, I believe in our scouting staff, and you know, I got to give them credit for for uh, the viewings and the time they spent on on these players that we that we acquired today. But I got a lot of faith in them, our pro guys, our amateur guys, and. Um, I think we're going to, you know, we're going to flip this thing around quicker than, you know, people probably hope might expect after, after making this move. But I, I feel strongly about, about the players that we acquired here and some of our, some of our young guys that are on the NHL roster and the young guys that um, we've drafted in, in our prospect pool and the guys down in Barracuda that, um, you know, we're going to, we'll flip this around. And like I said, it's not, I'm not just looking for picks and things are always back. I'm going to always be looking to try and put, build this team out and, and, and acquire players that I think fit what we're looking for and, and keep, keep pushing this thing forward. More on the move being made. Greer was asked if the way the team had worked out this year pushed him in one direction or another to make this move. Um, it's probably a little bit of, of a couple things, a little bit of both. I would say, I think, yes, like said, yeah, he was having an excellent season. Eric's had an excellent excellent season and and we are where we are results wise in the standings um and the other other part about it is the salary cap and 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 the ask you know the ask of what he was looking for on on an on an eight-year deal um and we have we already have some financial commitments on the books um and with the you know the salary cap is still who knows what it's going to be so it, it it's also the business side and trying to be smart about it how we how we build this if and not at, not adding another huge huge contract down the books when we're probably not ready to to win at win at the moment. 
Greer was also asked about the players that were acquired, the prospects, who he expects to be NHL-ready the soonest. Thanks. Uh, uh, I mean, that's tough to say, I think. Um, I think it's tough for any 18-year-old to jump in the league and play. Um, I think a lot of them would probably benefit from from spending another year in Europe or a year in college or, or whatever it may be. So um, I know we, we kind of saw that a little bit first firsthand throughout the league the last couple guys who've kind of been picked in the in the uh top three or or four and and wanted to play it's been it's not been easy for them um so and then you look at maddie beniers a bit who goes back to school and then comes back uh plays a couple games and and now he's you know he's probably going to win the rookie of the year so Rushing these kids, it's uh, it's hard. It's a hard league for an 18-year-old to navigate. But so it's hard for me to say. I mean, obviously, you know, Connor Bedard, someone who's is probably going to try and step in and play right away. And you know, he's uh, he might be able to he might be able to ju- do just that. Well, but we'll have to wait and see. It's uh, that's a tough league. Greer was also asked about the topic of Eric Carlson potentially being moved before the deadline. This is what he had to say. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's uh, teams that still always want to check in on you know when you got a great player like that who 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 can make a difference and maybe win you the Stanley Cup. I think there's there's always a little little bit of interest, but at the same time, I think it's a it's kind of a with a five days to go for the deadline to make everything work. It's it might be something that's difficult to pull off, but at the end of the day, if someone Someone wants them bad enough, I, as they say. If there's where there's a will, there's a way. So um, I won't. I don't know for sure, but at this at this time, I'm I'm anticipating him being here for the rest of the season. But we'll we'll see. All everything, anything can change at the drop of a hat, right? Now, in my opinion, he's not going to give a shut and closed answer on that when the deadline is still approaching in a couple of days because. He wants to see what he can get for Eric Carlson if somebody wants to make a deal. However, Eric Carlson, when speaking with the media yesterday, said that, you know, we thought at this point it would be relatively weird considering he hasn't really had much communication on that front from Mike Greer. Uh, it's never been, uh, uh, you know, raised to me. Uh, and I think it would be, I think it would be weird if he comes now with three days left uh, to ask me to waive my new move. Uh, you know, we've had plenty of time for that if, if that was the case. So, Uh, I'm not too worried about anything. I'm just here to play hockey and uh, enjoy my time. And in the midst of recording this, the San Jose Sharks have just announced a trade. They have acquired prospect Henry Thrun or Troon from the Ducks in exchange for San Jose's third round pick in the 2024 NHL draft. So, yeah, I mean, this is the thing is the trade deadline is still looming. Things are still happening and we should expect things to happen until we get to that deadline on Friday. Let's hear from head coach David Quinn talking about when he found out about the Timo trade. Uh, yesterday, and, you know, obviously had an inkling this was going in that direction. Uh, I wasn't going to be surprised by any scenario that played out, but it certainly seemed all the last few days this was going to be the way it was going to go. And, you know, uh, Timo and I had talked on Saturday uh, before the game and, you know, probably the first time both of us acknowledged that this is probably going to be the the way things are going to play out. And he was an incredible player for us. He's a great kid. He's a great player. He's an elite player in this league. And uh, the Jersey got a hell of a player and a great kid. And, you know, and I know Scott Harrington maybe get lost a little bit, but he did a good job while he was here too. So, 
you know, it's a hard part of uh, pro sports, and it's the situation we're in. It's the situation they are in and also the situation they are trying to get out of, and that is exactly where the Sharks are right now. Like They got into a situation because this is what happens with every team that has an extended run of greatness. And no, it didn't include a Stanley Cup title. We can go over that until we're blue in the face. But listen, for 15-plus years, the Sharks were contenders. That is the end of it. That's all it comes down to. The Sharks, every year, were in the mix to be one of the teams that could win a Stanley Cup And that doesn't happen without signing big-time contracts and signing big-time players and making other moves that allow them to stay at that top. And sometimes that means you leverage the future for the here and now. That's what the Sharks did. It's what the Giants did. It is what the Warriors did. It is what, you know, you go through any great number of teams in professional sports, this is what happens. I mean, this is just the end result for all of this. More from Quinn talking about, uh, you know, his message to the guys in light of the trade. Message was, listen, we've gone through this a little bit uh, with Magner and Nieto being traded. And, you know, it's a situation we're in. And every team in the league is going through uncertainty at this time of year. Every team's either adding or subtracting. And <coughs> usually a little bit of both when you make a trade. So it's pro sports. Um, and... Listen, you have an obligation to yourself and your teammates in an organization to play every game uh, with the same type of passion, enthusiasm, and commitment. And you're always getting evaluated as a player. That's the one thing that players have to realize. And, you know, we're looking for, you know, competitors and winners. And we continue to evaluate our roster on a daily basis, just like everybody else does in this league. And not only are we evaluating our roster, so is everybody else in the league when they come and watch us play. So our guys have done a great job of... uh, of approaching it that way, and I fully expect us to continue to play the same type of passion and commitment we've played up to this point. And Logan Couture expounded upon that when speaking about the message that David delivered and, uh, you know, what they had to do to keep the standard high. It's not difficult. Uh, we play in the NHL. I mean, if you have a difficult day in the NHL, you know, you, know, you got to reassess where you're at. But uh, I think uh, for us in this room, um, you know, it's another opportunity for other guys to step up and, and show what they, they can do. Um, there's a lot of pride in this room, so we're not going to all of a sudden not, not work extremely hard just because we, you know, we're missing our, our top scorer now and now he's with another team. We're going to show up every day and work and get better. And Quinny had a good meeting with us right before the practice today and, and said, you know, that's one thing we need to do here is keep the standard high and how hard we work and what we bring to the, the rink every day. And, you know, for us, you know, our record is not very good, but I think for the most part of this season, we've had extremely hard efforts and our practices are high pace and high effort and um, we're going to continue, continue to do that. Another part of this trade that got lost in the shuffle is Scott Harrington going from San Jose to Jersey as well. And Logan Couture had some good things to say about Harrington. Yeah, good story. I came here on a PTO, worked his way into a, um, a roster spot, got himself a contract. Very, very nice guy. Um, extremely hard worker. Uh, happy for him. I hope that uh, he gets a chance to play there. I'm not sure what their plan is there. Uh, he played extremely well in top minutes for us and showed that he can play in the NHL. So I think really ultimately if you asked him at the start of the season what he was hoping for, I bet proving that he was an NHL player was up there on the top of the list, and I think he, he did that. And lastly, Couture was asked if this changes anything for him. No, no, nothing. Um, I'm going to show up here every day and work and try and win hockey games, have fun. Um, and, and go from there. Uh, you know, who knows? This game is just full of trades and moves and roster. Rosters change every single year. It's part of the business. Uh, but I know I, we've got a lot of guys here who uh, who are going to have the same mentality. We're going to show up, work extremely hard, trying to get better. Good, Logan. 
So we are in a moment of transition for the franchise. Moves are being made, even like I said, during the recording of this podcast. But I don't expect it to end anytime soon, nor do I expect it to be something that immediately makes the team a contender. This is a long-term process, but one that has to be endeavored upon, A, and one that I do have faith in because I do trust Mike Greer's vision, but ultimately that leads to painful decisions in the here and now, like the trade of Timo Meyer. All right, we are out of time. Join us at 7 o'clock tonight for live pregame coverage with Dan Ruzanowski and Drew Remenda as they get you ready for the Sharks and Montreal. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey. I'll see you tomorrow morning, and I'm signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.